0: usable tips, and support to fire you forward into becoming that best version of you, plus some special guests along the way. You're listening to Strong, Confident, Transform. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to podcast 26. Um, So today I'm going to talk about my training history and Kind of what I've learned through my life about training and different types of training, how it's affected my body, and kind of what I do now based on what I have learned in the past. Bit of a different one because I'm obviously going to be talking about my journey, and I think it's really important that we are all different. We all live different lives, we all have different journeys, and What works completely for me um, and what I've learned may not be what you have learned through um, what you have done. So it's really important that I am basing this advice on my experience and what I have found has worked with my clients and with myself over the years. And when I say I've dabbled with it all, I really have dabbled with it all. Um, I have been there and got the t-shirt with most forms of training, um, most um, diet fads that have been out there. I've been there, I've done that, I've got the t-shirts. And I think if you haven't been there and you haven't got the t-shirts of these things, how do I possibly know how it feels? And how can I learn from these things to teach my clients better as I go forward. So I never have any regrets ever. Never, ever could I say something that's happened in my past, I regret. I regret doing because actually those things that I've done have really taught me big things and have enabled me to be the trainer, the coach, um, whatever you want to call me that I am right now. So, I was not a sporty kid. Like, I just want to put it out there. Like, I was not, you know, I wasn't the one that was constantly playing hockey and netball and football and sport. Like, that wasn't me. Um, I, when I got to kind of, you know, puberty, teenage age, um, I had these massive boobs <laughs> and I developed quite quickly. Um, and I would more often than not want to have a note. So, that I didn't have to do PE. Like, I was that girl. I was very self conscious of my, um, like, female body that had appeared. And I was very conscious of moving my body around in front of people. So, you know, I wasn't that child that was playing sports all the time. I'm not actually a great team player. I love hockey and I love, I would love to think that one day I could have a go at joining an adults team. But if I'm really honest, I'm not really a team player. I'm just not. So, you know, um, it wasn't anything I did and it's not something that I do now. However, when I kind of reached age 15, 16, um, I had a terrible relationship with my body. Terrible. And if you've listened to my story, I there is a podcast. I don't know how many um, back it is now, but if you go through the episodes, there is um, a podcast about my story where I've talked about my relationship with food, my relationship with exercise, my relationship with myself. And it was very poor in all of those aspects. And I... I don't regret what happened between the age of kind of 14 and 17, but I mean, it molded me into what I am now and it enables me to help other women. Um, But it was quite a pinnacle moment for me um, where I actually learned the hard way how important our health is. And how precious our life is and that we have to look after this body that we've got because, you know, we're not getting another one. Like, this is it. This is our body. This is our health. We're not getting second chances at this stuff. So I learned a lot between the ages of 14 and 17. And kind of when I was 17, I embarked upon this journey to to find my fitness, find my health and find a really good relationship with myself and my food. So this is where I started in the fitness industry. And, you know, I've talked about it before. I I taught loads of classes. I was whooping around a studio. I was um, doing a lot of exercise. Um, Between the ages of kind of 17 and 19, um, I was at one point teaching up to 26 classes a week. So a lot of classes a week. And if I'm really honest and hold my hands up, it was probably when I was at my, in my worst shape. So I, I basically was completely under recovering or over exercising, if you want to call it that way. Um, I was doing excessive cardio, um, And I was eating absolute rubbish because I was so tired all the time. I was relying on sugar to get me through. So my diet wasn't that great. I was teaching excessive amounts of classes a week. Um, I was wearing out my body, wearing out my system. And before I knew it, I kind of had an adrenal fatigue and, um, and I was paying a mentor £120 an hour to fix me because I was at rock bottom and I was like, doing all this exercise. Um, and why was my body the worst it had ever been? Why was I the, um, I had the most body fat I can remember my body having. And I was like, hang on a minute, I'm doing 26 hours of exercise here. Why am I carrying all this body fat? And basically my, my body was shattered. Like it was so knackered. My adrenals were whacked. Um, and I was basically living on sugar, um, to keep me going. So no wonder I had these excessive levels of cortisol. I was laying down fat left, right, and center. um, And I was bloody exhausted. My mood was terrible. um, And, you know, I had to learn the hard way in that I then went and saw this mentor and he was fantastic. And um, actually, that's when I started my journey with having mentors to help me. Like, I saw so many trainers, coaches, um, health coaches, life coaches, but I've always had a personal trainer and I don't understand why other personal trainers don't have personal trainers because it just makes you better at what you do because you're having somebody look after you and you're having somebody tell you what to do rather than you coming up with all these programs and um, solutions for your clients and then having to do that for yourself, which if any personal trainer listens to this, which I know that I have lots of personal trainers that I coach, like if they're listening to this, like get yourself a coach. Like like why would we want to coach ourselves when we're coaching everybody else all day, every day? And a big, big thing that I should, I think should be implemented into the fitness industry, into the personal trainer world is, um, you know, this, you must take care of yourself. Like how can you help others before... How can you help others if you're not willing to take care of yourself? I've seen so many trainers burn themselves into the ground. I'm one of them, Um, and not spending and and investing in themselves. I think it should be a key thing. So, yeah. Then I so I went into London and I was having this mentor, and he really helped me scale and find balance. (laughs) That word balance that I think every single woman wonders if it will ever come into their life um I think we're constantly trying to balance out the scales we're constantly trying to get it right um but I think if you're constantly trying to get balance then you're doing you're doing the right thing rather than staying out of balance all the time um so before I knew it um I started on my weight training journey and was I brilliant at it no not at all i made all the mistakes in the book you know three reps of 15 on an on a on a gym equipment machine moving on to the next three rep three sets of 15 three sets of 15 moving round not pushing myself hard enough not thinking about the muscles that i should be using and you know, I did that for some time. Followed some programs by another mentor, um, and constantly, constantly watching other trainers in the gym, learning, learning how people programmed things, um, and kind of gained more and it's more experience. And um, I like to, I like to describe it like my toolbox was completely empty um, when I started in this industry at seventeen. It was empty. Um, And along the way, I've put things in that toolbox. I've taken things out of that toolbox that hasn't worked and replaced it with something else. And I've done that over the past 18 years. And I don't think it was until about five years ago that my toolbox stays pretty solid. And I know what's in that toolbox and all those things I can draw on when I need them. And it's rare that something comes out of that toolbox and gets replaced by something else. It's just taken me a really long time to build it. So I also went through a time where I was training loads of people for the London Marathon. And not many people know about this because I try and keep it nice and quiet because um, I'm so frightened someone's going to say, oh, can you train with me for the London Marathon? Because I've been there and I've got that t-shirt as well. And any personal trainer that's training someone for the marathon will just totally hear me out here that we might as well do it with them, you know, because we're doing all that training, we're doing the graft. So um, yeah, I have trained people for the London Marathon. And at the time I was young, um, I was in my early twenties and I was learning, I was still learning how to train people would I run with my London Marathon clients now? Hell no. Like, absolutely not. I would set them what they've got to do. And, you know, they've just got to do it. And if they want someone to keep them accountable, then I'm in my car. I'm not running 20 miles with them, that's for sure. (laughs) So I have been on a running journey before. And lots of you have heard me talk about running, and I don't dismiss it as an exercise that women shouldn't do because it works for some women like it depends on what you do it for and this is what it always boils down to with running if you are running to lose weight then there are so many other ways that are more efficient less painful and more detriment- and less detrimental to your joints so like if you are purely running to lose weight and you hate it then stop because there are other options If you are running because it gives you this amazing sense of clarity and it clears your head and you feel invigorated and energized, then for sure, carry on, but complement it with exercise that is going to build you up at the same time. Resistance training and, and a small amount of running together works a treat in my eyes if you are looking to aesthetically change your body. You know, if you just love running because it clears your head, then great, carry on. Um, my experience with, with running was a massive learning curve. And I got up to 12 miles with one of my clients, um, when he was training for the marathon and I could solidly run 12 miles and pretty damn fast. Um, I got to a point where I thought I need to just apply for this marathon because I think I could actually run it now. Um, but I was ill all the time. My immune system hated um, that I was running all this distance. Um, before I got married, I had flu twice and I was running a good four times a week, up to 10 K each time, plus resistance training five or six days a week. Like I was really pushing my body and yes, in my head, I was getting married and I, I really wanted to, um, look the part on the day. And I'm recording this podcast on my 10 year wedding anniversary. So, um, you know, this year, this time, 10 years ago, my body I'd worked bloody hard for. Um, but you know what, if I had to do it again, now I'd work half as hard and have the same result, which makes you laugh, doesn't it? Um, but I really slogged for my, for my, um, bride bod, um, which all of us do. And I learned a lot from it and I would train my brides very differently now to how I did back then. And I do train my brides differently. Um, I was running a lot and I was constantly getting these niggles in my ankles, in my knees, especially my hips, because I'm a little bit hypermobile. So, um, I was getting a lot of pain in my lower back, in my hips. And I, I kept getting, I kept, um, having these niggly injuries. Um, And I was just worn out. Here I was again, like worn out again, Um, but in a very different form in that I still was lifting weights. So I was getting that, um, inward training, but then I was using this, like running was just a complete outward training and I was under recovering again. And so I was at that point, I wasn't recovering properly. And, um, and after the wedding, I knew I had to scale it back because I couldn't have flu every every month. Like I couldn't be getting ill and having to have time off work every single month because I was burning myself out. So when I tell you I've learned the hard way, I have learned the hard way lots of times, but they have been great learning curves. So I also believe that my body just wasn't built for running. And yeah, I'm fast. I've got very short limbs and Uh, I'm a bit more of a powerhouse. So when I run, I can run, I can run fast and short distance and be fine. But long distance isn't for me. I learn it, I put it in a box, it's not what I do anymore. And I wouldn't do it anymore. I have people ask me all the time, oh, don't you just fancy running the London Marathon? Absolutely not. Like, I'd rather raise money for a charity in a completely different way. Because, you know, like, I'm not willing to put my my body at risk to do that. And I don't want to be injured. And, you know, the marathon for some people leaves them with long-term forever injuries. And I'm not prepared to have that happen to me. So, and I have learned what running does to my body. So, you know, it's in a box and I use it appropriately. I use it within workouts to give myself a really good gas out, but I don't ever long distance run anymore. And I said to someone the other day, I said, um, the most you'll see me run is for a mile. And if I can do that mile in less than eight minutes, then I'm happy. Like I want fast um, and short distances, which I think actually works really, really, really well for a female body alongside a good solid resistance program. So aerobics, step, dance, um, spinning, I used to do spinning like five days a week and I had the calves the size of a Russian shot putter. Um, <laughs> I've, um, I've done all the body pump and all of that stuff, which has trashed my joints and not given me mu- much um, muscular change. Um, I've grapevined until I've tore all my ligaments in my ankle. Um, I've ran and had flu more often than I didn't. So I've kind of gone through quite a lot of the things um, so far. Step again, I had calves like a Russian shot putter. Aerobics also gave me incredibly huge calves um, (laughs) and all the dance classes. And then everything always came back to resistance training. Everything always came back to lifting weights for me. And every time I felt at my best, every time my body reacted the best was when I was lifting weights, when I was following a really, really well-programmed set of resistance workouts. So in comes my next mentor. It was one mentor after the other. I was constantly, constantly learning about what works and what doesn't. And I was also at one point just doing resistance training, Um, very slow, heavy, um, kind of low repetition um, super slow tempo programs honestly that didn't really work for my body either I just got very very muscular and a lot of people were like oh well, your diet mustn't have can't have been right if you got really muscular but the super super slow stuff the real bodybuilding stuff I didn't like the effect that had on my body either. So I was constantly learning and constantly developing my toolbox. Um, so, you know, I tried it all. Then HIT training came along. So you probably remember like there wasn't, I think it was about eight, eight years ago or so, HIT became a thing. It's always been a thing, by the way. Um, it's just eight years ago it came in, you know, like like how Peloton has decided to come and make its billions right now. Um HIT came along to make its billions back then. Um and high intensity interval training had been around for decades, you know, years and years. Um but then it hit its fad. And uh, HIT training bores me entirely. Mountain climbers, like, you know, all these things that you just you do thirty seconds of, and then and then you rest, and then you do thirty seconds of something else. Like I never really got into that side of things, and I loved interval training on the treadmill. I loved interval training on a spin bike. I loved that sort, but um, you know, throwing my body around, you know, into the air, down on the floor, round and round, turning over. You know, that real um, hit. Um, training, I never really dabbled in it because it wasn't really for me. However, I love conditioning and my body couldn't do without conditioning. I love a burpee. Love it. I love the assault bike. I love a wall ball. I love a dumbbell snatch. Um, I love these big explosive movements box jumps. Um, I love all those, all those things, but I just cannot put them in the same box as hit training. You know, like Joe Wicks on the telly, there's no equipment involved. It's just throwing your body around for 20 minutes and then you're done. I do feel like there's um, a time that you could do that to the point where your body just gets bored of it and it doesn't change anymore. And I think that is the issue with hit training is on its own, it's not going to change your body how you want it to. Like, it's not going to build you any muscle. It isn't going to give you the aesthetic look that you want. So right now, where I am with all my learnings is it is about getting the right balance of exercise, making sure that you are doing that inward training, lifting weights for women. I am 100% committed to, to saying it works. It is what I teach my women to do. It is in line with my ethos. It changes a woman's body and mind. It empowers her. It makes her feel confident. Um, you start seeing definition that you've never seen before. However, it has to be done in a right way. And for years, I made mistakes, you know, doing three sets of 15 with a 60 second rest in between each set on my gym equipment, moving around the gym one by one, I made those mistakes and it didn't aesthetically change my body. Like it didn't. If anything, it probably made it look a way that I didn't want it to. Whereas when you get it programmed correctly, when you're supersetting the right exercises and you're combining, you know, the right exercises together, the right muscle groups together with a certain amount of repetition and set and speed, when you are constantly every single month changing up what you do, single legged, like big bang exercises to really stabilizer based exercises. When you are doing the right resistance training programming, the results are epic and not just aesthetically, but mentally as well. You start to believe in your body and you get stronger and it's empowering and you start to really trust and love what your body can do. Combine that with a really good set of conditioning programs and honestly, changing your body can be easy and effortless. So conditioning, yes, there's probably going to be a burpee in there, here and there. Um, I've actually learned to love burpees. After I had my second baby, I remember crying when I did a burpee because it felt so horrible. Um, I just felt like I was lumping my body that I didn't I didn't really recognize on and off the floor and I hated it. And I remember actually crying doing those burpees because I hated it so much. Um, but I can tell you now, if you feel like that right now, keep working on them because I honestly love a burpee now. And if someone challenged me to an eight, mini, eight minute burpee off, I'm in. I'm in because I love them. And Um, I know for some people, they make them feel sick. I know for some people that it's not for them and they have to modify their burpee. But yeah, don't give up on the burpee till you uh, just keep trying to get good at it. And this is another thing that I've learned over the years. If there are things you do not like, do them more. So for example, if lifting weights scares you, um, you don't particularly enjoy it. you you feel you're not very good at it you will get better it is so measurable it's not like running where you could run and run and run and run and yeah you may be able to run a little bit faster but you will get to a point where you can just run and that's it like how do you make it harder yeah you could sprint um yeah you could run a really really long distance and you know, risk wearing your joints and everything out, but it's not very measurable. Like you still get out of breath and, and you can, you know, there's nothing you can measure. Whereas with resistance training, it's so measurable. You get stronger, you get lower in movements. You start to feel muscles that perhaps you haven't felt before. You start seeing a development in a muscle group that perhaps you haven't seen before. And stripping all of this back, resistance training is for your future. Like it is going to build muscle, lean muscle tissue, which is going to project your joints, which in the future is going to keep arthritis and all those things at bay. So apart from, you know, push aesthetics aside, resistance training is for the future as well. And I have members of mine all the time sending me messages of their little bicep that's popped up and they're like, oh my God, I've got a little muscle and I love it. And I stroke it. And I think it's amazing. Like it brings a confidence out in women that I don't think any other exercise can. So lifting weights, don't be afraid of it. I've built my toolbox up over these years and running has come out of my toolbox. I use it purely within a workout to get a bit of a gas out and to um, keep it short and fast. But long distance isn't for me anymore. Um, Aerobics classes, step classes, dance classes, um, studio based classes, unless it's very specific, is not in my toolbox. I always tell my members, That is your fun time. If you're going to go and do Zumba, please don't class it as your workout. You class that as your fun time. Like time to train is when you get stuck in and you make a difference to your body. So this is when you're using your muscles and you're training hard. Like don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Do five more reps than you think you can do. Like really push yourself. Because another thing I've learned over the years is If you are incredibly comfortable in what you're doing, then make it harder. Get lower. Do that extra rep. Get that extra bit of weight on there and build yourself up over that time. So I've learned lots of things along the way, but my toolbox is firmly set with resistance training for women, with a balance of conditioning training, with a really nutritious diet. And I've learned it over the years. I've tried and tested it. And, you know, it's what I believe really works. I hope this has helped you today and I hope you've had some eye-opening moments and I know I get a lot of questions around training and what works for women and will this work for me will that work for me um, I'm happy to answer any questions any of you have so if you listen to this podcast and you have any questions about your current workout program or the current schedule you're following, reach out to me. I would love to hear your questions and I'd love to answer them for you. Um, so today, um, Sunday, when this podcast goes live, um, this Sunday is the last day you can sign up to my 20-day course. Within my 20-day course, I give you example programs of what I believe works so you can come and try them for yourself. I would love you to come and try them. The 20-day course is £20. It's so affordable. So if you want to come and have some eye-opening moments, some mindset help, some nutrition help, some recipe help, some training help, some live workouts, um, then come and join us. It starts on the 28th of June, but booking does close on Um, the 19th of June. So um, today, this is when the podcast comes out on the 19th of June. So um, at midnight on the 19th of June, booking closes and the group, um, the pop-up group for the course opens on the 21st. So not long to go now. Um, If anybody wants to come and join into that, pop me a message. I can send you the link and we can get you signed up ready to go. Thanks again for listening today. And thank you to everyone that listens to this podcast. It means the world. When I look at my downloads and I see them, how much they've gone up and how many people actually listen to me. I'm totally like humbled and and so um, grateful to you all. Um, I hope you enjoyed today and I will catch you next time.